This week's episode is brought to you by Ana Luisa Jewelry. Ana Luisa Jewelry is a jewelry brand with a simple but clear-cut idea that high-quality jewelry does not need to cost the planet. This is jewelry that you can feel amazing about wearing, buying, and gifting. So as the holidays are approaching, we want to kind of get the, we want to get the gifts going, we want to get the shipping going, we don't want to wait, and we want to get it all done with ASAP, but we also want to do something that we know is going to be impactful and meaningful for the environment. So introducing Ana Luisa Jewelry. So their philosophy is that they want to have the highest quality products at affordable prices. So they use carbon and water neutral operations. That's what's beneficial for the planet. We don't realize how many fast fashion companies are actually making a huge damaging impact on our environment. That's why Ana Luisa uses vetted factories and a transparent supply chain. So I can really get behind this jewelry. I've gifted it already to a couple of friends and some of my favorite pieces that I have been wearing are the Michelle cuff, the little ear cuff. It hugs around your ear. So if you're trying to look a little more edgy and you're trying to elevate the ear candy, then you definitely want to be looking into these. My absolute favorite is the Antoinette. It's edgy. It's beautiful. It's got this gold cuff. It's got what looks like rhinestones or diamonds all around the edges. It looks like something Rihanna would wear and I'm into that. I also have been wearing the Margot pendant necklace. So those are my three favorites that I have been wearing almost daily. You've probably seen me wear it in my Instagrams. But if you haven't already gotten to your Christmas shopping, your holiday shopping, make sure you use the code Eliza G for 10% off of any of your purchases. I can tell you right now, my favorite ear cuff, the Antoinette is actually on sale. So go check it out and you can check it out with 10% off using the code Eliza G on your first order. That is Anna Luisa Jewelry, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A jewelry.com, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com. And make sure to use the code Eliza G at checkout for 10% off. And I'm telling you, you're going to want to check out the Michelle cuff, the Antoinette cuff, and the Margot necklace. And you will not go wrong. Thank you so much, Anna Luisa, for sponsoring today's episode. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast and resource for those looking to expand and elevate their health. Every Thursday, you can expect provocative and engaging topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness. Be prepared for tangible tips and takeaways, and to fully understand what it means to live an optimized and energized life. My name is Eliza Gelman, your host. I'm a podcaster, a holistic nutritionist, a personal trainer, and overall wellness junkie, if you will. So let's get into today's episode. We have a one-on-one Q&A. We are going to have more of a brief episode today because next week we are going to be really putting out a lot of 
plant-based information, recipes, holiday tips, tricks. We are going to have one of my friends, Elizabeth. Um, she has the podcast Plant-Based Not Perfect. We're going to be doing a little swap, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. And last week, we had a really deep and profound conversation interview with my good friend, Ashley. So if you haven't checked that out already, we get into energetics, we get into healing, trauma in the body. It was beautiful. So today, I really wanted to lighten it up and get into a Q&A. We haven't done one in a couple of months. Um, last time we did one, it was on YouTube. Haven't done that. Uh, I think I did it one time since. So some of the episodes are up on YouTube on video form, but if you are a YouTuber and you like to do that and it's easier for you to subscribe there, then absolutely. Or if you know a bunch of friends who use YouTube, then absolutely send them the episode via that platform. So before we get into today's episode, we're going to go through probably three or four questions that I get most commonly, and then I'm going to refer you to some resources that I've either posted on social or previous uh, episodes that we have done, but either way, I would definitely pull out a sticky note, or if you're listening as you're working throughout the day, put it on a little whiteboard next to you so that you can refer back to episodes. That's what I like to do when I'm listening to podcasts, or if you're on a walk or on the treadmill, pull up your notes app so that you can be like, oh yeah, that was the episode. That's what I like to do, but nobody was asking because I'm the only one here. Okay, let's uh, quickly do a little recap. I wanted to make sure that everyone was fully aware. I am doing this shit again. We are doing Nourish and Elevate another time. Last, not last year, about seven months ago, we did Nourish and Elevate, which is a one-month intensive nutrition and wellness program where uh, we had a group of probably 50 women. We met, um, women and men, excuse me, and we met once a week and all of the calls were recorded. We created a community. There was a Facebook page. There was a meal plan. It was all plant dominant. It was so amazing. We talked about hormones. We talked about how to fit fitness into your overall wellness plan, but make sure that it's good for your hormones. We talked about carbohydrates. We talked about anxiety, stress, uh, integrating more of a wellness practice. So if you are already feeling like you have kind of gotten your nutrition down, you've gotten your fitness down, but you want to take it a step further and you want to get more into the mindfulness practices with journaling and uh, those types of things, more energetic work, this is the program for you. And on the flip side of that, if you have really just started to kind of tap into the wellness world, but you don't know exactly where to go, this is for you as well. So we make it super approachable. This year, we are going to amp it up. It's going to be 10 times more valuable because we are adding in guest speakers, we are adding in workouts, we're adding in lives. It's going to be a bit more of a big deal and I want to keep the cost extra low. So just be on the lookout for that. It's going to be in everyone's price range. I'm sorry, that was a generalized statement. You know what I'm saying. I'm going to try and keep it as low cost as possible so that we can get a bunch of people on board who are wanting to just expand their lives, elevate themselves, get their digestion right. We're actually going to start at January 1st. Um, I'm going to be sending out emails starting November 1st, so that's about 10 or 11 days from now. Make sure that you are subscribed onto my website so that you can be on the lookout for those emails ASAP so you can either sign up pre-sale or you can... Uh, ask questions, look at the FAQs, and get more information or sign up a friend. 
whichever. But anyways, nourish and elevate. It's on its way. You'll see it on my Instagram at Eliza G underscore fit wellness or hotter than health podcast. So be on the lookout for that and we'll do another episode going a bit more in depth. But overall, the feedback that I got from it was, oh my gosh, this was so valuable. I feel like I have learned so much, created a community. We had some tears. We had some uh, breakthroughs. We had people who had finally started to have it click why they were hitting a plateau with weight loss or weight gain. Um, We had a lot of people hitting plateaus with mindfulness. We had stress. We had people who didn't know how to combat stress and keep uh, wellness practice without getting overwhelmed. It was a really beautiful, a really beautiful setup for that month and I really enjoyed it. So we're going to be doing that again, January 1st after the holidays and uh, cool. So let's do this thing. I am not going to do like a whole life update because one, we're not here for that. Two, if you want to know, you can ask. And if that's something that resonates and you guys want more personal stuff, then feel free to leave a review on the podcast app. All right. So first question for the day, and this is one that we get kind of a lot, but uh, let's, here we go. All right. This question is, what are your thoughts on carb cycling based on your cycle? So guess your menstrual cycle. So if you're a guy listening to this, then maybe this is something to give to, you know, maybe this is information that you can disseminate to someone who may want it. You don't have to try and translate, just send her the episode. Um, what are your thoughts on carb cycling based on your cycle? I think that the word carb cycle or the words carb cycling are a little misleading in a way because it makes it seem as though you can't have carbs at one time and you can only have carbs in another time. Carb cycling is something that a lot of people have used and it has created a really tough relationship with food. Now, I did a whole podcast episode, and this is one of those times where if you want to write something down, um, this is the time to do so. But I did do an episode, you can look back all the way to episode 12. It's just like a 25 or so minute episode about carb cycling um, and a couple other things. But yeah, that was, God, that was 2018, uh, episode number 12. If you want to look back, we do more in depth look at carb cycling, but overall, I do think that there are beneficial times for females if you are tracking your cycle to focus on certain types of carbohydrates as opposed to prioritizing fats and protein. And this is not to say that you don't need to be uh, focusing on a balanced meal each time you do. And when you can, that's amazing. But again, we don't want to put too much pressure on things, but for carb cycling, um, when you do want to prioritize healthy carbohydrates, so things like beans, sweet potatoes, lentil pastas, uh, nice high quality sourdoughs, and let's also not forget berries and vegetables. That's also where we find carbohydrates. I find it important to also mention carbohydrates are, that's where you get your fiber. So fiber is just the indigestible part of a carbohydrate. So we know that fiber is something that helps promote longevity. It helps promote fullness and satiety as well as balancing blood sugar. It helps keep us regular. So a diet without fiber is a, that's not the diet for me, if you know what I'm saying. It's just a no. But so we don't want to villainize carbohydrates in any sense, but we do also want to remember that it's not just bread and pasta 
and grains. It's also berries and vegetables and other fiber-filled foods as well. So during your cycle, we want to take a look at where you are in your cycle when you are leading up to your period in what's called the luteal phase. So it can be up to two weeks before your period. That is the time of the month where you want to be prioritizing high quality fats and proteins. So things like salmon, things like avocado, nuts, walnuts, chia seeds, hemp seeds. And if you, you know, don't want to change up your diet and your day-to-day too much, it might be beneficial to during that time, just incorporate more chia seeds. I like to do chia seeds in my water sometimes just to let them float the float around just like a half a teaspoon in my water. That way I'm getting some of those omega-3s. It's very anti-inflammatory, great for joints, great for digestion. I think it's just a nice little way to add it to your water. Uh, Adding more berries to your smoothie, adding it to your oatmeal, adding it to your toasts, uh, doing that for your pre-workout as opposed to maybe a banana with toast. So we want to be prioritizing fats and proteins not getting rid of carbohydrates by any means, but just prioritizing fats and proteins uh, instead of maybe breads. So an example of that is after your period, when you are in your follicular stage, when you can focus a little bit more on pro- uh, on carbohydrates, that would be a time when you're like, okay, maybe you do some nut butter, banana, and toast or rice cakes for your pre-workout. But when you are leading up to your period, maybe you would want to focus on things like dark berries as well as a little bit of nut butter or just some chia seeds, something with some healthier, uh, healthier, lighter carbohydrates that are a little more water-filled. So those are the different types of carbohydrates that you could use at different points. And I'm not saying you can't have bread. It's just just be more mindful of the types of carbohydrates because it's really going to help nourish your body for what it really needs during that phase of your cycle. So before the period and leading up to it, you want to focus more things on like sweet potatoes, fats, proteins, so fish, whatever, and then, or even just like a high quality uh, plant-based protein with a ton of berries, maybe a little avocado and cinnamon. That's a great smoothie. Then after the period, you want to be doing, that's when you can kind of focus more on high fiber, bright, fresh foods, maybe some sourdough. Maybe that's when you have some pastas with veggies in it. So that's my thought on carb cycling. Oops, excuse me. That's my thought on carb cycling, and I don't think that we need to necessarily do it um, in that direct of a way. But you can also look back at an episode that I did with Adelie Kirsch. I just posted this on my Instagram today. It was episode 93 called Hormonal Weight Gain Workouts and Foods for Each Phase of Your Cycle. Again, with Adelie Kirsch, and that was episode 93. So you can go back and take a look at that one. And we have a lot more information on the different phases and the different cycles. Next question that we had come up was, ways stress and anxiety can impact the body physically and how to reduce it. And I'll repeat that. What are ways that stress and anxiety can impact the body's physic- physically and how can we reduce it? Brief interruption to tell you all about one of today's show sponsors, Organifi. If you follow me on Instagram or you have heard the podcast before, you know I am obsessed with this brand. I get questions all the time from clients, 
strangers in the DMs always asking men, women, children, how much protein do I need to be getting and what kind of protein powder should I be using? I know so many of us are trying to reduce the amount of animal products that we use. We're trying to be more plant dominant and we still want to get our protein. We are active, we are moving, we want to maintain muscles and we want to stay full as well. So introducing Organifi's plant protein. This is my favorite product from them by far. Uh, Daily, I will use the greens powder that they offer, which has so many potent antioxidants, but also the protein powder. I use it. My boyfriend uses it. He asks me every single week when we're getting a new shipment of it. I tell him, babe, we still have plenty. He says, no, hurry up and order it because I really don't want to run out of it because every time we run out of it, I miss it. So we are hooked in this house. The reason why I really love Organifi and their protein powder is because it's backed by science. It is absolutely formulated with digestive enzymes to make sure that you're not feeling bloated or gross after drinking the protein powder. The flavor is on point. It mixes beautifully. I like to do it in smoothies, coffees, and in oatmeal as it's getting colder outside. But my favorite thing about this is that it has been tracked and it has been scanned, tested, and rid of all glyphosate. Glyphosate is a chemical that has been linked to cancers. It is a known carcinogen. It's found in things like Roundup and Organifi is one of the only protein powders that I have ever seen who is glyphosate checked. So this is something we want to be uh, really checking on, especially if we're eating this or consuming this on a weekly or even daily basis. We don't want to be consuming things that are also found in, you know, cigarettes. That's disgusting. So Organifi has done a bang up job of providing the best ingredients, best quality flavors, and just the best product. They're just such an amazing company. I'm obsessed with them. We have an interview with their founder, Drew Canoli. You can scroll back a couple of weeks and check that out yourself. But if you want to try out these products on your own, make sure you check out Organifi.com slash HTH or use the code HTH at checkout for 20% off. This is not a deal you can find on their website. So if you've been considering it, now is the time. It's a great gift. You can use the supplements. You can use the superfoods and make sure to listen to the end of the episode today and we are doing a giveaway. Again, that is Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com backslash H-T-H or use the code H-T-H at checkout for 20% off of your purchase. Make sure you check out the protein and the greens powder. All right, let's get back to the episode. I love this question and I think it's so all-encompassing and I think that this is for men and women. I think so often we get into a cycle of conditioning And thinking that a workout has to be a certain way in order for it to be valuable or a workout has to have an end result in order for it to be valuable. And without that end result or feeling or perception of what that workout could look like, if we don't get there, then it adds to our stress or we feel less accomplished, if you will. So let me give you an example Um, for the past. Well, not really anymore, but for five years or so after my mom died, I just was so numb. And I guess I was just living in this constant stat, stat, this constant stat, this constant state of uh, anxiousness. And I felt that that was my safe space to be in. Like that was just the, those were the feelings that I felt were home was a sense of anxiety and a little bit of numbness. And so 
maybe to get out of that numbness, I just thought, okay, well, I'd need to go do something intense that will numb me out even more. So I would do these like high intensity workouts with black rooms, loud ass music, five in the morning, just super overstimulating. And it was causing a lot of cystic acne. I was having a lot of like female problems. It was just things were very, there was a lot of dysbiosis. And what I was trying to do was kind of match my, the intensity of my workouts to the intensity of my mindset. And I thought that if I didn't do that, like I wouldn't do yoga. I was, I was standoffish against bar classes. I would go on walks sometimes, but only to listen to a podcast and take notes. And I would only do it if I was, you know, trying to get a certain amount of steps in. And it was definitely, it was a lot. Uh, I kind of took the enjoyment out of it. So there are a lot, that may be an extreme case that might not be extreme for you, but there are different ways where we get addicted to looking at fitness in a certain way. And we want it to almost be this super high intensity environment in order for us to feel productive. So that's going to add to our stress and our anxiousness. So the ways that that can show up in our body is holding tightness in certain places in our bodies, like our jaw, in our shoulders, in our lower back, in our hips, feeling super, super tight in some of those ways. Other ways might Uh, that stress and anxiety might manifest in your lack of recovery, which means maybe you're not sleeping well, maybe you are constipated, maybe you are reactive towards people, and maybe you're thinking, oh, this is just a phase in my life, I'm feeling really reactive and anxious, you know, it's the holidays, it's that time of year, or are you just noticing it more during that time of year because maybe it's coming up more? So it comes up in a lot of ways, and I think that ways to get out of that are really taking a look at your routine and thinking, okay, you know, we want to move our bodies. We want to eat healthy. We want to rest and sleep, but we want to do all these things, but is it to our detriment? So I think that you, without changing your entire life and everything you do, I don't think you have to go zero to 100. I think that you can continue if you enjoy the 6 a.m. workouts then I think you can still wake up early do that but maybe instead of the jumping maybe you just do the squats instead of the squat jumps maybe you use slightly less weight if you're one of those people you're like I'm just so competitive that whenever I get in there I just can't do it stay in your lane this is you and you and if anyone's trying to compare you to anybody else, then fuck that person and they have nothing to do with you. They don't know what's going on inside your head and you stay in your own lane and you stay confident with yourself saying, hey, this is something that I need today. Feeling really anxious. I don't need to be going, you know, balls to the wall with this crazy CrossFit workout right now. Uh, that might mean that you wake up, you throw out a yoga mat and you do some yoga or you just do some body weight movement. I think that people are scared to not do these heavy weighted sweaty workouts you can grab two 10 pound weights or a little kettlebell and you can do some squats and just simplify it I think that no matter what really it's a matter of the intention and making sure that you are doing something physically for yourself that's going to be good for your body but that's not going to fully impact your recovery and the things that are going to help your longevity 
right? So a lot of people may notice that if they're doing these super intense workouts all the time, they might be craving tons of food all day long. And they might be feeling like they're holding on to a lot of water retention, which happens after intense workouts. So it could be a good time for you to just listen to your body, not compare yourself on social media, spend less time on social media, um, and just say, okay, I'm going to do walks this week. I'm going to do body weight. And if I do go into that class, I'm just going to put boundaries up for myself and just do what I want to do. I think we forget that we are allowed to just do workouts that we want to do. And you have to really tap in and ask yourself, what do I feel like doing? Do I feel like being yelled at and told to pick up that heavier weight when maybe today I just don't want to? Everyone works differently. Everyone shows up to a class or a workout, whether it's with other people or not, but everyone shows out, shows up. And, and the end goal really is to feel better. And if it's leading you to do things that don't make you feel better or you aren't feeling better afterwards, then perhaps it's time to navigate and take a look at some different means of working out. I'm not saying you have to go straight into restorative yoga and just walks, but I'm saying you can tone it down a little bit and just do body weight or just take yourself out of that environment. Maybe it means you're just going to go to a little gym by yourself, set a timer and just be like, okay, I'm just going to do 20 minutes or I'm just going to do 10 minutes. So I think doing whatever you can to feel good about your fitness and uh, your self-confidence by keeping those little commitments to yourself that will automatically take some stress away. And I think that taking yourself out of the box that you may have subconsciously put yourself in is going to be really good at helping reduce stress and anxiety's impacts on the body. But absolutely. I mean, stress and anxiety, it'll show up in different ways. You just have to get calm and quiet enough with yourself so that you are able to actually see it and ask yourself if everything you're doing is to numb yourself out because if that's the case then we're not really going to find where that stress is living where the anxiety is living and how you can reduce it so take a look at your triggers take a look at what is coming up where you're holding it are you like shoulders up near your ears are you tense in your jaw are you not sleeping maybe maybe you reduce the caffeine a little bit that's what i had to do yikes okay next question and i really like this one Uh, We have a couple. I'm just going to do two more. Uh, This question was stepping away from the grind, even if it's wellness, softening and working less to do more. This goes back to something that I I preach all the time and I am working on practicing, which is do you don't have to do more to be more. So, again, stepping away from the grind even if it's for wellness, softening and working less to do more? And I really love this question. Um, I think that often we feel like we need to perform all these things as acts of self-care or we need to do, do, do for self-care or we just need to, um, you know, I think self-care is almost a crutch right now where people are leaning into like, like, Oh, I'm just going to watch The Real Housewives for three hours, self-care, I just need a day. But really, I, I would consider part of those things just numbing out. I think that 
when you're still being super stimulated by something that takes your energy, then it's not the best way to numb out. So I think that stepping away from the grind, which can be your nine to five workday, it can be your social plans, it can be hectic home life, finding things that allow you to soften. I think that's a really good thing. And and I say this not just to women, but to men as well. I think that there's a lot of pressure for people to, men to feel like they need to protect, provide, and be rigid um, to fit a certain mold. But I think that a huge component of manliness (laughs) and a huge component of uh, being able to be a good listener and be graceful is to feel your emotions, allow yourself to feel those emotions. So however you get that, you know, if you need to sit, if you need to just sit and meditate and just breathe and not look at your phone, put your phone on the other side of the room and just sit there by yourself for 10 minutes, you might think, oh, I'm bored. Or you might just think of the next thing that you have to do on your list at the end of the day, we just have to think, are we numbing ourselves or are we too scared to feel that emotion? Because emotions can be heavy, but excuse me, at the end of the day, if, if we're feeling stressed and anxious, that's also a feeling. So would you rather go through the motions of understanding that you can feel sad, you can feel happy, you can feel defeated, you can feel confident, you can feel all of those things and take on the brunt of the work that it takes to be able to tap into those feelings or would you rather just live in a constant state of comfort which your comfort might look like anxiety right so your comfort and your homeostasis might just be this frenetic energy where you're always going constantly moving (laughs) like I'm talking to myself here but I think that doing less and going for a walk and, you know, I was even telling someone this yesterday, I would only go for a walk if I knew that I could be productive, you know, getting steps. (laughs) But so lately I've just been listening to music, which has been challenging for me because I'm like, oh, there are so many things that I want to learn and listen to and check off my list. I want to catch up on this. But then I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen to music on this podcast for the first 20 minutes or on this walk for the first 20 minutes and then I'll turn on a podcast. Just doing things that allow your mind to get creative, allow yourself to really, really daydream in a way and that will lead you to, you know, maybe looking back on memories of your childhood, maybe looking at parents, maybe maybe thinking of family and loved ones, you know, bringing you back to either a place of gratitude or a place of, oh my gosh, I used to wish for this and now I have it and now I'm still not happy. You know, you can come to realizations and these small epiphanies when you allow yourself to not be super charged and to allow yourself to just be still or... If being still is not for you, then still being, you know, you can be moving, but being quiet and observant of your own thoughts. That's really huge. And then last question, you can clearly hear Jack has, he's over the podcast. He's fucking over it. I also feel weird. He's got a weird little limp in his shoulder. He's almost 14, which makes sense. He should have like limps and lumps everywhere, but poor little guy. The last question that I want to touch on, and I'm not going to give advice here because that's not in my scope of practice. I don't really have much knowledge of it. And I, well, I don't really have much 
backing to give any advice on this, but uh, someone was really interested in psychedelics for healing. And that really makes me excited because I feel like we're finally getting to a place where we're normalizing using psilocybin and magic mushrooms and small microdosing amounts of like mushrooms and LSD, things like that to uh, tap into your subconscious to heal certain uh, anxiety and, you know, not uh, disorders, that type of thing. And I think that it's so it's such a fascinating industry of these microdosing elements of wellness. I really want to hear more about this. So if anyone has info on like not just ayahuasca, which is, you know, you go to the jungle and you drink this tea and then you vomit for forever and then you, you know, apparently you lose your ego and you really, you see things and you feel things and you're spiritually awakened in a massive way. And I'm sure I'm explaining that wrong, but uh, I really want to know more about psychedelics for healing because I think that it would be so great for just dropping walls, dropping boundaries, and tapping in to either a creative side or your emotions. Maybe if there's some hidden trauma, you know it's there, but you can't really find it. Maybe it's something subliminal in your subconscious, like limiting beliefs. I think that that is so cool. And I want to hear more about that. I know some people who have done a bunch of microdosing. I know people that do it almost daily and it's in such a small dose that it really just helps them stay creative and stay calm and happy. Um, it's just so interesting. I think you can, if you do it in the right way, then it has so many amazing effects. But if you have more on that and you guys know any professionals that deal with psychedelics for healing and medicinal mushrooms and microdosing, let me know. I would love to have them on the podcast if you guys would be interested in hearing more about that. But overall, I hope that you all have enjoyed this Q&A. Quick note. So make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Eliza G underscore wellness. Today I am starting a giveaway. I'm going to be giving away a whole tub of Organifi plant-based protein powder. And I'm also going to be giving away one of their pure packets of uh, it's like their digestion and mental clarity packets. You've seen it on my Instagram a ton of times. I travel with it. It's really great for hydrating. It's great for individual packets. Um, and I'm going to be giving away a whole case of that as well as a whole case uh, or a whole tub of Organifi Vanilla Plant-Based Protein Powder. It's incredible. It's the one that I've been using. And if you want to check out more of their products, I highly recommend it. Go to the link in my bio or the link in the show notes, uh, Organifi.com backslash HTH, and you can get 20% off. So enter in to win the giveaway. I'm pumped for this, and I hope that you all enter. And best of luck. Be on the lookout. Subscribe to my website so that you can get email notifications for the Nourish and Elevate program. I think that if you are interested in the wellness world at all, then this is going to be a huge game changer for you. It's a gift for yourself, gift for others. Without further ado, that was our episode and I'm so excited for next week with Plant-Based Not Perfect. Uh, Be on the lookout for some new things coming. All right, talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you head on to the podcast app or iTunes. Leave us a review, five stars. Let us know what you liked about this episode, what you'd like to hear more of, and we will absolutely use all of that information for upcoming episodes. Hope you all have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.